everyone, Richard Tubb here for a very special episode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. I'm here at IT Nation in Orlando, Florida. We've avoided Hurricane Nicole <laughs> and 5,000 of the world's top managed service businesses are all in one place here. It's a very, very busy event, lots of things going on. And I'm delighted today to be joined by an old friend who is now working in a very special position at our host for today. I'm joined by Dan Scott, who is, your title is, I'm going to say, Community Manager, EMEA for ConnectWise. Would that be correct? Uh, almost IT Nation Community Director. Close. There we go. So, <laughs> so for the benefit of uh, our listeners, first of all, I guess explain what is IT Nation? Yeah. Uh, why are we all together here in this sweltering heat in, uh, and, and avoiding alligators and hurricanes in Florida? Yeah, exactly. 5,000 brilliant attendees this week and one very uninvited guest in the name of Nicole. So they are no papa for anyone who's listening who for a certain generation. Oh, that's a deep European that's audience. A deep yeah, exactly. Um, so no, uh, yeah, uh, what is the IT Nation? The IT Nation is the world's largest MSP community. Um, here at ConnectWise, we believe that in the power of community and the power of bringing people together to learn from each other, share what works, share what doesn't, because that's equally as valuable. You know, I, Richard, I heard you say many, many times, a rising tide lifts all ships. And that's really what underpins everything that we do. We want to help every member to realize their vision of success, their most ambitious vision of success. And that's different for everybody. For some, it's finding operational maturity in their business. For others, it's finding a route to no longer being in their business and to an exit strategy. To some, it's learning how they can become the business that they want to be and they want to project to their clients. Whatever that, whatever those goals goals are, that's what we do in the IT Nation, helping people to be better. And to clarify, so whilst I mentioned it's ConnectWise IT Nation, of course, you know, there's there's all sorts of vendors here today. It's like really a, a gathering of the great and the good in the managed service industry. We've got Datto here. We've got too many vendors to, to mention in one. So ConnectWise, I know, you know, have always prided themselves on playing well with others and integrations and things. So tell us about the vendor side of things, how that works. Absolutely. So we 100% believe in a committed to an open ecosystem. It's what every member of the IT Nation tells us that they want to see when they come to a conference such as IT Nation Connect. You don't want to come here just to talk to ConnectWise. You want to come here to learn about what's going on in the market, learn about all the amazing tools and products and services that you can take home that are going to allow you to transform your business. I know in the many years that I was proud to be an MSP, this was one of the places I would come to find those ideas, those light bulb moments, those golden nuggets that I could take back to the businesses that I was part of and say, this is going to help us do amazing things for our clients in the year that's going to, the year that's coming. So we're committed to that. And the open ecosystem, as you said, is, is in full demonstration here at IT Nation Connect this week. Yeah. So before we dive uh, too deep into the ConnectWise side of things, I want people to understand Dan Scott, the individual, Dan <laughs> Scott, the IT professional, also Dan Scott, one. the former MSP. So, uh, you know, you and I originally met, and I can't remember how many years it, uh, ago it was. Too many. Uh, yeah, too many. Um, uh, but at that time, you were working within an MSP business. So talk to us a little bit about the path from, you know, you took in the MSP world leading all the way up to your current position. So I started in in-house IT roles, um, in-house technical roles. Um, when I was at university, I managed somehow to pay off my entire student overdraft in a weekend by doing a desktop rollout for a call centre. Um, and most of which was changing desktop resolutions and trying to figure out how to get a ghost boot CD to work. Um, because they realised when the people turned up on site to do this rollout that the um, the pre-configured image they had just wouldn't boot. They couldn't get wow. it to it. So anyway, that um, uh, always been fascinated by computers, always been something that I seem to understand and, and notice that others around me often didn't. 
Um, so when it came to finding a way of earning some money in the real world, it seemed like the first idea that came to mind. So I thought we'll go and do that. Um, went through a number of amazing um, in, internal IT and technical roles, which taught me loads. And um, I spent just over a year of my life working in the motion picture special effects industry in central London, um, which was cool. Like, if you're going to live in central London and pay all that money to be there, do a cool London job. Yeah. That was my theory. But about 25-year-old me has had a very unexpected epiphany uh, one day. And I didn't have many of them at that age, so I'm not quite sure what was going on. Maybe I was ill. Um, but they um, was what happened... What would happen in my life if I work for a business where what I did was the business rather than be an adjunctive part that supported uh, a motion picture special effects company, for example? You know, what happens if I work for a company where, where I am the business? Um, and so about 25-year-old me set off on a career in what we just called IT companies back then. Mm. And we installed, monitored, maintained, managed, swore at, fixed um, <laughs> SBS servers primarily. Small business server. Absolutely. Yeah, many of our listeners remember that, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone's shuddering. Yeah. I imagine you're listening to it now. There's a group shudder. It's just gone out. I think it's remembered really fondly, small business server. That's by, by certain people. That's because yeah. we can't remember migrating SharePoint oh, as part of the it. The horrors of it, yeah. <laughs> do, yeah. Do you only SharePoint documents? Oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> So you did that, you moved from internal IT, you know, via a, a detour uh, in motion picture stuff, and then you um, um, ended up working in what we would now call a managed yeah. service provider business. So where did it go from there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so started out in field-based technical roles, uh, moved from there into a project management position, which was I was really excited about, and, and it was very um, it was brilliant career development from, uh, from the company who I was part of. Um, I then... Uh, kids came along and we moved out of London and I changed uh, changed companies and went to work for another MSP based outside of London um, and went into operations management from there into running a branch office um, and then from there on a on an amazing five uh, so about five year whirlwind journey um, with a business co-owner at the time looking at what I think we would sort of sum up as business transformation you know how can we as we grow and the company that I was proud to be a part of and, and be on a, a member of the leadership team for, um, we took a, about a nine-year journey from around 10 million and 100 people to 20 million and just over 200 people and to that business being acquired. Uh, so it was a heck of a journey. And um, yeah, just working out how do we grow? What do we do next? Um, what's going to make us successful? This got us to where we are today. What's going to take us to where we are tomorrow? How do we structure the business? How do we look at the tools and the technology that we use? Um, and it was amazing. I've, I've been very, very fortunate in my life to have, and I hope everybody listening has either had this or will do at some point in their life, to have a, an amazing, liberating leader that helped to transform me personally and professionally. Take the blinkers off, as I think sometimes I would, that's how I would sum it up, um, and help me to, yeah, give me a, a platform to grow my career. Yeah. Um, from, so, yeah, that, that was it. That brought, brought us through the, the, the yeah, 13 years of MSP. So if I put myself in the uh, listeners' shoes here and ask the question that they might be thinking, so you did all of the hard work of working within an MSP business, uh, building, exiting, you know, then the move to working for a vendor. <laughs> so many people listening to this know, you know, uh, see the almost the, the vendor-MSP relationship as slightly confrontational at times. Uh, you, you know, I'm not, I'm one for it. Uh, I think everybody needs to work together, but some people see it as confrontational. What was it like to go from being the MSP side of the fence to the vendor side of the fence? Yeah, gamekeeper turned poacher all yeah. the way around, whichever yeah. you want to call it. Um, yeah, it was it, it was a very natural transition, I think, for, for what I've been doing. I work with a number of vendor partners in the role that I was in. Um, and out of everybody that I'd worked with, ConnectWise for me was the standout 
um, opportunity to of where I saw would be an amazing next step for my career because of our ethos of giving back to our partners and helping our partners to be successful in their business. There's conversations around software and product, but the bigger conversation is how we can enable our partners to be successful, how I can take all the things that I learned from all the community meetings that you and I have been to mm -hmm. and all the amazing tips, tricks, uh, recipes for success that I've learned along my way and the mistakes that I've made that I've learned from and how I can help give that back. And the, the discussions I had with ConnectWise were gave me that opportunity within the role that I'm in to do exactly that. And it was, it was just really exciting. As somebody once said to me, you get to play with more than one train set. <laughs> and, I, and I quite like that one. I like you, I'm keeping that. Yeah. I'll steal, steal that one. So tell us, what does, your, what does a typical day look like for you? I guess there's no such thing as a typical day, but what, what do you do on a week-to-week -week basis? Yeah, absolutely. So our, um, our events are primarily quarterly. So when it's the, there's no such thing as a, as a down period. Because as soon as you finish one, we're, we're planning and going into the final commit periods for the next one. So it's all about uh, where are we going to be going? What are we doing? Who's speaking? What's happening in the market? You know, who are we talking to partners, finding out what's on their mind, finding out what their concerns are, finding out what their successes have been so that we can bring and bubble up those messages to the community. Remember, with anything with community, the way I, I view success for the community is all around the community sharing. It's not about what we bring. It's about what we help to put a spotlight on, what we help to bubble up, what we help to... Um, you know, shine to the rest of the community because it's all about sharing. The answers are out there. Mm. And you, you kick this off by saying, you know, please come and make sure people are talking about community and, and are making themselves um, available and, and are, are attending community events. The answer is in the room. It's always in the room. Yeah. And the great thing is, though, that the questions that others have, you've got the answers to. That's what makes it work. That's the magic. It's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, many listeners will know that I, I used to be a ConnectWise MSP uh, way back in the day. <laughs> way back in the day now. Uh, but one of the great things that drew me to ConnectWise was the aspect of community uh, they put together. And I think many of the other PSA vendors that are out there, um, some of them have, have grabbed hold of that and really run with it. Others, not so much. Uh, but the, the you know community really helps everybody to thrive. I would put it, you know, I've been open about this. I would say it's possibly the number one thing that accelerated the growth of my business. You know, you can uh, go really fast by learning from others and sharing and, and things to that nature. It must be really rewarding for you then, having been through that journey on the MSP side, to now be there and able to nurture other people through that journey. It's amazing. But I, uh, as a person, as a personality, I view my success by the success of others. Mm -hmm. um, that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what gives me a buzz. Um, I love helping people. It's one of the reasons I went into IT in the first place, because I seem to be all right at stuff that people didn't understand. Um, and, you know, where people would be pulling their hair out because something wouldn't load or it would crash. And I seem to be able to roll my sleeves up and, and help them. And so for me, again, it just gives me that platform to help. Yeah. And that's that's what I love. That's what yeah. I love doing and seeing the journeys that people go on, seeing a partner who looks back and says, I never would have dreamt that I've got the business I have today, two, three, five years ago, because of the journey that we've been on within the community. And and that's all I need. That's the fuel I need. Yeah. Now you were telling me uh, about some of the upcoming events, and we'll include everything in the show notes here. So if you're listening to this, you're unaware of the ConnectWise, uh, the IT Nation community and things, you can go and find out all the details of it. Um, but you were telling me about an upcoming event that you're making open to not just ConnectWise MSPs, but to everybody within the MSP industry. Tell me a little bit more about that sort of open ethos there and uh, what, what, what that looks like in practice. Absolutely. So... Uh, on the 30th of November in, Co in lovely Copenhagen in Denmark, 
Um, we are going to be hosting our event called IT Nation Share for anybody who's never heard of it. And also for those that used to once upon a time maybe attend the ConnectWise user group, um, it's exactly the same thing, just the modern interpretation of what once upon a time was called our user group program. Um, and on that day, we're going to be welcoming any MSP or member of the community who would like to come um, spend a day in beautiful Denmark. Um, free from the worries of uh, one train not arriving from one end of the country to the other or whether <laughs> yeah. it will be working that day, etc. Um, to come and learn from each other, to learn from us and, our, and the expert speakers that we're going to bring in, not just around ConnectWise products and services. I know what people listening are thinking, I've been there too, mm. um, but how you can be successful in your business. So, for example, we've got Brad Scow coming over. Brad was a, um, a one of the, the founders of the HTG Peer Group Programme, uh, business consultant, former MSP owner, um, and ConnectWise VP of Business Transformation. And Brad's going to be over and talking about the keys to unlocking success in your business in 2023. That doesn't mean ConnectWise products and services that you're using to unlock that success. Again, the, the key, I, I believe anyway, to the, success, to, to the success of our community is all about how we enable people to build their business, not just to focus on product. Yeah. So, so from a practical perspective, a real-world perspective, somebody who's never been to one of these meetings before, what can they expect when they walk through the door? What can they expect from content the day? What can they expect to leave the room with at the end of the day? Absolutely. So first of all, they can expect a friendly, welcoming, humble, um, and volunteering of help um, group of people who are there to be invested in your success. Um, what I love about attending events is always that someone will come up to you that you've not met before, yeah. introduce themselves, and ask you who you are and ask you about your business, and then start finding a bit of something in common that you have and going off on a side tangent somewhere. So first of all, a welcoming experience. Second of all, content that's going to be able to give you ideas, not just ideas around, uh, say, operational tactics or around anything to do with tools and tips and tricks, but also bigger picture thinking. So, you know, I mentioned the keynote that Brad's going to be delivering. I'm looking forward to that one, by the way. But, you know, the kind of content that, again, you will leave with something that says, I never thought about it that way. I, never, I just never thought about it. The other thing I believe you're going to leave with, because I always did, is just a golden nugget. There's going to be something that you're going to hear either over, over the bar, over a drink in the bar, over lunch, or in a conversation, perhaps in a panel session or in, a, in an open table discussion that's going to mean that you think, I'm going to do that when I get home. That's mm. what I'm going to implement. I'm going to take this. If there's anything that I've taken from today, it's that. I'm going to make sure that come the end of next week, we're doing something about it. Yeah. There's going to be different types of people listening to this show here, everybody in the managed service provider industry, but some people are going to be very aware of the communities. They're going to know CompTIA, TechDrive, IT Nation, all these different things, and they're going to realize this is an untapped resource. You know, you can speak to your peers. You can accelerate the growth of your business. Everybody wants to help one another. Then there's going to be other people who haven't experienced it. And I've, I've actually met quite a few here at IT Nation. It's their first event. I was at a Cronus Summit earlier this week. And, um, you know, there was people from Colombia, Ecuador, Venezuela, Europe, South America, uh, all over the world. And it was their first experience of being in a room with people they considered previously competitors, who are now, they realize, oh, wow, you know, I'm sitting next to somebody at lunch and they're sharing things with me and they're helping me, you know, to, uh, to grow my business. So what would you say for anybody listening who has never come across these communities before and is like, well, I don't want to give away my trade secrets. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. There really aren't any. Yeah. There really aren't. We're all, re don't reinvent the wheel, please. Please, you're just expending energy that you could be directing into doing incredible things. Come and share with your peers. There are plenty of fish in the sea. We aren't all fighting over the same 
you know, 15 large enterprises that, you know, we're not all, we're not all dealing with financial services. You know, there are X number of banks in the UK and we all try and target them. It's, it's not that. It is a wonderful community of people who are there and invested in your success and you are in theirs. I will say to people, you don't come to a community meeting looking at what you can get out of it. You come to it to think how you can help others in the room and in turn they do for you. You know, it's the principle of the go-giver. Yeah. How can we enable those around us to be successful and in turn will receive more than we could ever ask for or hope for? Yeah. Um, and that you know that's the principle of it, the competitive nature. I, yeah, honestly, uh, all all I would say is, as soon as you try, you'll see what we mean. Yeah, I, I love that moment. You know, I've been at CompTIA events and I've been uh, any any type of community events, and you meet somebody for the for the first time, and they're there, they're looking a little bit sheepish, but you don't make them feel <laughs> yeah. welcome. And then I introduce them to people, and you know, they invariably say to me at the end of the day. I'm so glad I came along to this. And I understand for everybody listening that it's a time out of your calendar. You know, uh, we're everybody's busy as a MSP business owners and working the managed service industry. But taking that time out to think, to meet other people and that, it's just invaluable, isn't it? It is. Having that, you know, time out to work on your business rather than in it. I guarantee to everybody listening who, let's face it, we work in IT. We all love a bit of chaos. We love it. Deep down, we moan about it, but we love it. There will be, you will miss out on some chaos for 24 hours. I guarantee you there'll be plenty more coming the next day. But what you will get is that just that breathing room, that higher altitude breathing room that's going to allow you to see the wood for the trees. It's going to allow you to see what other people are doing to be successful and how you can take their lessons and adopt them into your own business. You're not going to copy, but you're going to take the bits that suit you and you're going to take the bits that work for you and take them home. It's all, it's just about having that, that breathing space. That We've all been on holiday. You know, the world is simple when you're on holiday. You've got the answers to all of your problems when you're in a restaurant somewhere or you're on a beach or you're in, in the countryside somewhere. Think about it that way. It's having that altitude, that distance, that gap, you know, to just turn off Teams, turn off Outlook, turn off Slack, other messaging platforms are available and just focus on being present with people in the room. I always make a beeline for the person that's on a laptop in the corner. Yeah. And they're, they're always, they're always like is. remote desktoping away somewhere because quite often I find that they're the people that think I'm not quite sure I know anyone here. Yeah. And again, as you rightly said, just make a few introductions, get the conversation started. And then, and from there, they, they, they keep coming back yeah. and they see the magic. I want to pick up on something you mentioned earlier, and that was HTG, uh, which uh, is now known as ConnectWise Evolve uh, uh, Groups. And so does that fall under your remit as well? It does. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's an, an awful lot of my um, of my time and my life, and I, I could talk about it for days. Yeah, <laughs> well, it. let's talk about it I briefly. It. So, you know, we've mentioned um, uh, the, the events that you put together where everybody's welcome, what previously used to be known as the ConnectWise User Groups. Um, and everybody's welcome there to come along. Now, HTG, for anybody listening to this, is uh, really, I always refer to it as the Premier League of uh, football analogy there, or soccer for our American friends uh, analogy for what MSPs uh, can be. So it's much deeper, isn't it, than you know just a meeting or a conference where you get together. There's a commitment of time, there's a commitment of money, and I'm, I'm going to rave about this because... You know, I was one of the founder members of HTG 11, which is the first ever UK group. There was myself and Raja Pagadala of the final step, a great friend to both of us. And um, it really took my business to the next level, you know, accelerated it. And of course, then uh, sold the business and moved on to doing what I'm doing today. Tell us a little bit about what us old school guys would call HTG, but what is now known as ConnectWise Evolve. Oh, deep breath, the world of Evolve. So <laughs> who are we in Evolve? We're a peer group program. And again, that the first thing probably a lot of listeners are thinking now is what's one of them? 
A peer group is very simple. It's a group of business owners and leaders who come together once a quarter for two-day meetings with then a third day of content delivery uh, where we bring in expert speakers, some of whom are here today at IT Nation Connect. Actually, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Um, and to, so that members have, again, that nugget, that, that business transformation idea to take back to their company. But the peer group is the focus of our meeting. Think about it like a board of directors meeting or, uh, yeah, a board of directors meeting yeah. where people come together as MSP owners and leaders, because, of course, in, the, in this modern day, not everybody is an owner in the world of either private equity or investment. And they come together quarter in, quarter out, the same people in the same groups. It's not a, a choose-your-own-adventure. And they come together to help each other both personally and professionally. And that's always been an ethos of the program, from right back from when you helped to start the UK, the first UK group, to achieve their most ambitious vision of business success and personal success. It is a group of people who are friends, who are committed to one another, who understand each other's successes, challenges, triumphs, um, blind sides, and they hold each other accountable to be, to move forwards and to grow. It's, it's really, really special. When we talk about sharing within the Evolve community, sharing is taken to a whole new level. Again, those, those businesses are there for one another to help and support each other. Um, there is nothing that's off limits within the room. The room is completely confidential. I run the program in EMEA. I only go in when I'm invited and then I clear off very quickly after I've completed my, my assignment for the group, the reason that they would like to see me. Um, but it's such a special program because of what our members go through with one another with the commitment that they have to each other. We talk about keeping an atmosphere, an awkward, of a, like an awkward atmosphere within the room. And again, what does that mean for, for listeners today? That means that we've all been in a meeting before when you hear something and you just go, oh, just let it go. When does this finish? And, and you've got an eye on the time. What having an awkward atmosphere means is that you challenge. When somebody says, for example, yep, my goal for this quarter, I'm really gonna kickstart new business. It's really important to me. We need some new clients. Referrals have gone a bit slow, need to really kickstart the new business efforts. And then you come in next quarter and you talk about, well, we, we re-evaluated 15 different tool sets. And I went to a conference and I got, low, and I, I got some really shiny toys that I could come back with. And, mm. and we've been implementing and playing with them. An awkward atmosphere is somebody goes, you told me three months ago that growth was the most important thing and you needed it because your referrals are drying up and you need to bring some. So what are you doing? What are you going to do to make that happen? How can we as a group now give you ideas how can we give you, you know, challenges that's going to mean when you come back in three months, you're moving on and you're succeeding. That's the difference. Coupled with, this is what we do to be successful. The ultimate, as I said, the ultimate level of sharing of, let me tell you what our business growth plan's been for the last 12 months because it's worked really well for me. Great example, recently, um, a member posted on our uh, online members hub because in addition to our in-person meetings, we've got an online platform where members can share information. They said, I'm looking to recruit my first professional salesperson. I want to move transition from owner-led sales. I'm scared one of two things are going to happen. Number one, I'm not going to pay somebody enough and I'm not going to get the right person. Number two, I'm going to pay someone too much and they're not incentivized to grow and to push and to stretch. Can anyone help? And now you might expect, even those that are used to going to community events, someone to give you a sort of, well, you know, we pay based on an MRR basis and a, a net new basis. So it's, it's not details, a bit woolly. You know, you get, you get the highlights. The reply came in within about 30 minutes and another member posted version about six of their commission plan. Here's the document, change the logo if you want. Um, the first two, three were utter garbage and didn't work. <laughs> and it was a complete failure and I messed it up. The next couple were okay. This one seems spot on. And we're absolutely, you know, reward and recognition is balanced with achievement. 
So that's the level of sharing that we have. It's, it's people coming together to help each other be successful. I love it. There's a huge level of accountability there, huge. I would have said as well. So I speak to so many MSP owners and they say, oh, I want to do this. We want to we, we improve our marketing. We want to improve our sales. I want to you know, win this business. We want to improve our documentation. And then maybe see them again at the next conference. How's that going? Oh, yeah, well, you know who it is. We got busy with stuff. It's so easy to be drawn on the stuff that we're either comfortable with or we know, you know, totally how to do and avoid the things that we know we should be doing. So when I was a HTG member, um, you know, sometimes it'd be brutal because I'm the world's biggest procrastinator. <laughs> and so if I put stuff off, people would challenge me on it in a very friendly way. Uh, you know, um, uh, they would be allies, but they'd say, hey, Rick, you know, what got in the way of you not doing this? And what are you going to do about fixing this going forward? So Tell us more about that sort of level of accountability and what the atmosphere in the room is like. Absolutely. Speaking to one another. So we believe in Harbu, highest and best use. My Harbu, I reevaluate it continuously because as, as life changes, as you move along your journey, your highest and best use will evolve and it will change. So what are the things that I should be doing that are really going to move things forward? And don't just think about moving forward in terms of profitability or revenue and all the crass stuff that we talk about all the time. That could be... How am I looking to move forward the relationship I have with my team or my family? Because I pushed the work-life balance too much recently and, and I'm conscious that I, no, I need to be spending more time with them and recommitting to them how important they are to me and how they support me to be who at everything that I am, such as myself with my own family when I travel a lot. So it's, it's having that concept of what can you bring to the table and why are you off playing with shiny toys? Mm. <laughs> it's, the, it's the flip side. We all revert to type. I revert yeah. to type. When I'm pushed and stressed, my natural reaction is to roll my sleeves up and start diving in and keep diving in until about three o'clock in the morning, at which point I've burnt myself out. Yeah. I've done a load of things that other people could have done better than me anyway. And I've just caused more problems than I've solved. So it's all about having that culture where members will call people out and say, and I came back to earlier, you've, you said you were going to go do this, this and this. I don't see any evidence of it and you're not talking about it and your your achievements don't match your goals. I, I you, We sent you off to do A, B and C and you came out with a big smile on your face because you've done D, E and F and it's not good enough. But it's done with, there's a very big difference when we've all been in feedback conversations where we have a very sneaking suspicion the person is trying to kneecap us. If you know what I mean, they're just uh -huh. trying to knock us down a peg or two. Um, it couldn't be further from the truth. That within the Evolve community, it's all about, I believe in you, I want you to be successful. I'm here to help you and see what you cannot because you're too close to the problem. And how can I point out the things that you can't see, you know, that you just can't see this? So it's done with you know, the best of intentions. It's done with because I want you to be successful, this is what I see you doing and this is what you should be doing. Yeah. That's the difference. Something that we used to do back in HTG in the day, you mentioned family. I'm intrigued to see if this is still the case. Uh, we used to have a spouse or partner scorecard. So for anybody listening to this and going, what on earth are you talking about? You know, we, you know, a big part of growth as a business leader is understanding that business is not the only thing in life. You've got to have life-work balance. You've, um, you know, you build a family, uh, support a family. But are you doing the things that are right for the family and not just throwing yourself into the business? So we literally used to um, uh, go go away, give a scorecard to our other hubs, and they would score us on a variety of things. My God, that was sobering at the time for a lot of people who were wildly successful in business and suddenly realized I am massively dropping the ball at home. Or the balance was, hey, I'm, I'm doing very well on the scorecard with my spouse, with my family, 
but the business is is failing a little bit. And you will never find absolute balance, will you, ever? But no. tell us a little bit, does that still exist? And 100%, yes. What's that like? It does. Yes, yeah. it absolutely does exist. With schools coming in from those you lead, um, your family, and those around you um, in different areas of your life and business so that our members have a, have a holistic view of, of what the, the picture that they're presenting to the world. You know, feedback is so important. And the, um, a, a great person once said to me, and it's something that I've taken with me ever since, careful about reaching the finish line on your own. It's a lonely place to be. Mm. And they were so correct. Of sometimes we're so fixated on the goal, and the goal could be business growth. It could be a personal achievement. It could be anything. But then when you get there and you sacrifice so much in order to reach that goal, it probably wasn't worth it in the first place. I've been there. I've definitely been there. Me I've, too, yeah. Um, I've been involved in things where with hind- the benefit of hindsight, I would have done it very, very differently because I arrived at the finish on my own. Mm. And it's, it's so important to, to who we are and what we are as a community that we give our members that, that view of, of themselves and allow people to share feedback that otherwise we might not solicit. You know, yeah. it's, it's difficult sometimes to ask for. Yeah. So yeah, still there. Wow. And uh, that's going to be a revelation for a lot of people listening to this. The thought of being scored by people that you work with and, you know, your other half or whatever, uh, scary stuff, but a necessary step. On the basis of uh, scorecards, uh, on the theme of scorecards, benchmarking a business. So, you know, lots of IT businesses I speak to, they say, Rick, you speak to lots of different MSPs. Here's what we're doing. How how are we doing? Mm. And I can tell them in broad figures, but, you know, I was always taught, you know, what can be measured can be managed and you manage by metrics rather than gut feeling. So tell us a little bit about um, how your peer groups enable MSPs to score themselves, uh, benchmark themselves, and then see how they're doing Absolutely. Against other MSPs, really. Yeah, absolutely. Against so, is probably the wrong word. I'm going to yeah, rephrase that, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. measure themselves against their progress. Precisely. I've, been, I've had a couple of great arguments over the years in management meetings, recurring arguments. Uh, one, here's one, project day rates. One half of the room thinks we're too cheap and we're leaving money on the table. The other half of the room thinks that we're too expensive and we're losing projects to the competition. Second one, product, uh, gro- uh, products are tin, disty, perpetual licenses, anything that comes in a box, um, where our margins are too fine, they're too thin, we're leaving money on the table. The other half of the room thinks, oh, clients could get it on Amazon or they could go wherever else, we're charging too much, we should almost be just chucking it out the door and using it as a service. So you've only got what's within the four walls of your room, of your management meeting, it could just be yourself or it could be you and a team to, to argue with, essentially. Um, wouldn't it be great if you could see what other people were doing? Wouldn't it be great if you could actually measure against what's happening right here, right now, and isn't just the opinion of someone? Because it, when you ask somebody, anyone, we're, we're going to give you our opinion. So you could go to an event and ask somebody. And they say, oh, yeah, you know, we're sort of circa 15% gross margin on product resale. And you think, okay, 15, that's great. But then you ask the next person, they're at 25. Yeah. But that next person's selling Nutanix sands for a living or something. You know, they're selling like storage arrays. And whereas you're doing top value HP laptops out of Ingram, you know, it's, it's very different. So it's um, look at benchmarking. And let me, I'll try and put it in terms that don't get too buzzwordy for people so that I can break it down. Um, all of our members are essentially on open book finances with one another. And they achieve that by submitting a standardized profit and loss statement quarterly to service leadership who then take those numbers, so everyone's putting the same revenue in, in one bucket. So, for example, um, cybersecurity revenue and then cybersecurity cost to deliver that revenue in another bucket so we can accurately compare apples for apples. It's worth saying at this stage, because some people, we have grimaces on their face, I imagine listening to this, that data is completely confidential. Yes. 
utterly confidential. There is a really simple rule with our benchmarking data. If you're in it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. If you're not, you don't. Um, I run our program here in EMEA. I do not see any of our members' benchmarking data, nor should I. It's very, very categorical and simple. So you submit that data, service leadership take it, they crunch the numbers, and they produce what I would describe as the world's ultimate financial reporting pack for a, for a managed services business. You receive a copy of that pack for your own business and for every member of the peer group that you are a member of. Um, so imagine going to seeing your growth in, uh, I'll pick on product, uh, product resale again, don't know why, but your growth in product resale or in managed services resale. So you're, you're seeing your growth in your numbers. You've grown 5%. The person who you sat next to in our Q3 meeting has grown by 15. So a quick pickup of the phone. What are you doing to drive those numbers? You see, on, on its own in isolation, benchmarking is still very valuable. Service leadership have a concept of best in class. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean that an expert, that Peter Kajawa decides I'm an expert and today it's 24. Um, what they do is they take all the responses in a given metric they sort them from good to bad, so it could be low to high or high to low, depending on what it is. They take the top 25% of the responses, they cut a line, they take an average of those top 25 responses. That gives you the quarterly best-in-class figure. So it could be EBITDA, profitability, bottom line profitability of a business. Let's, let's say my fictitious NSP this quarter has taken a drop in its EBITDA because we're feeling the impact of some economic uncertainty in the client base. First question, is that me or is that the world? Did the world take a dip in EBITDA this month? Have we had a hard quarter? Or is it just me? Now, you can see from the best-in-class data that the best-in-class continued a 0.2% rise, for example. Had then the far more effective thing, what did my peer group do? What is, you know, Jane in Manchester or Bob and St Albans, what are they doing? And being able to turn to those pages of the book and pick up the phone and talk to people or wait for a monthly check-in and say, I've got a real problem here, everybody. I'm... I seem to have bucked the trend in the wrong direction. You're all going there and I've stagnated. What are you doing? So imagine having that, that sense of, I see what's going on in the wider world. It is no longer just my opinion about what I'm doing. And I'm with you. Everything we ultimately do pulls a lever on a number. Yeah, lever is the, the analogy I was going to use with it as well. Everything, yeah. everything. Being able to have a trend of what's going on with your business and also gain some increased financial maturity. Very few of us are accountants. I am most certainly not. And so being able to, you know, become more learned when it comes to understanding what makes your business tick from a financial standpoint is hugely valuable because that's going to say, right, I see what we're doing here. Now I'm going to drive in this direction. I see that our, for example, our churn rates, our client drop rate is, is superb. We're brilliant. So now I want to try and go and push the new business because I'm confident that we built a great platform processes that our clients value because they're staying with us we're seeing great retention i now want to go and try and really push and bring in some new clients i'm confident with the with the base that we built as an example but you get that through knowing the numbers yeah talking about money can be deeply uncomfortable especially for yeah. us brits and mm -hmm. that so what do you find the atmosphere in in uh, rooms can be like typically when you know uh, people are looking at the figures and they're they're not so strong it's it's one of support um, I don't want people to think, and I, this is one of the things I say when I have a, a call with anyone to talk about the community in more detail, we're not a chess-beating numbers club. Mm. <laughs> we're not a, it's, you know, you know I, I once had a client, I won't, obviously won't mention any names, and on payday they used to staple their payslips to the wall. Um, they were in financial services. Yeah, uh, and different it, culture. Couldn't be further from the, from the truth. It's one of support. As I already mentioned, our members are friends, um, as well as people who come together to help grow their businesses. And it's one of, what can we do? What can I do? 
we've got amazing stories. You'll have so many of them as well of members who've had, uh, say, for example, health complaints or health issues. Other members have stepped in to run their businesses for them. Yeah. Um, the one member of our North American community tragically passed away a number of years ago, and a number of, of other evolved members stepped in to to assist his family in taking on the running of that business so that they could they could bring the family in and teach them how that they could manage it as an ongoing concern or to you know to sell it if if needs be but in the meantime we need to step in to help you be successful it's all about putting our arms around each other and saying right how are we going to get out of this problem imagine as i said like it was a board meeting if there's a challenge in a board meeting a well executing patrick lency only five dysfunctions of a team room of of people will come together to focus on the objective goal and that's exactly what our members would do. You're having a hard time. Rather than just going, oh, that's, yeah, that's lovely, and like, not on to the next presentation, stop. We're going to stop. We're going to take this agenda, screw it up, throw it in the bin. And in the next few hours, we're going to focus on getting you through this problem. We're going to make you leave here with actionable points and we'll support you in every sh- every way, shape or form that we can. Great story that, uh, again, with no names, no pack drill, um, that comes from, uh, I was in one of our service leader groups. So we have a second community that's been built to help service leaders grow as as leaders within businesses and ultimately become the representative of a service department at a higher management level. One of our members had a challenge where um, they were uh, they were very short on team members over a very busy period because of new team members with committed holiday and, and unfortunately some levers within the business. First suggestion that came from the room, we'll take some phone calls for you. Absolutely fine. Give us access to your documentation platform. We'll help you direct the phone calls to me. And the look on people's faces is just one of, obviously, very emotional, um, but just a pure relief of, it, it makes perfect sense. We're okay. We've got loads of people in at the minute. We're doing okay. You know, I've got a young team. They don't need time off at the moment. They're, they're, they're all right being in. Well, take some calls. It's just simple ways that we can help. It's wonderful. Uh, wonderful thing. And because it's such a tough gig running an MSP, you know that, I know that. It can be lonely. It can be tough. So having that support, having that family around you to do things, just incredible you'll be under no illusion to everybody listening in the last two years you have moved the needle on the global economy when the world had to go and work from home and a statistic from a member i spoke to they took six weeks worth of support tickets in a week Mm. that isn't capacity management or any of the other things that people that's just bedlam but what did we do we stepped up we stepped up and every single person listening today stepped up and didn't just help a client to plug in a laptop at home or to configure a phone to work outside of the building. Look at the bigger picture. You helped preserve the economy. You helped grow the global economy. You helped to allow people like Satya Nadella to talk about how we undertook like 10 years of digital transformation in six months. I don't remember the exact numbers of the quotes, a great quote. But Office 365 didn't do that. Salesforce didn't do that. ConnectWise didn't do that. The MSPs did that. Yeah. MSPs working with small to medium businesses, people buying from people, relationships, helping one another, that move the economy. Yeah. And be proud of yourselves. Talking of the globe, uh, talking of the big wide world, mm. we're two Brits. We're sat here in Orlando, yeah. the other side we of are. the world, it's talking Orlando. about... Uh, but the audience of this podcast, of course, not just British, it goes out globally all over the world. So tell us about the Evolve groups in EMEA uh, and then tell us about what that looks like in the rest of the world as well. Absolutely. So we've got communities in North America, um, in EMEA, so Europe, Middle East, Africa, and then down in Asia Pacific in APAC. So within um, within my amazing part of EMEA, um, my, my first love is uh, we have members from a truly European audience. And again, it's that amazing perspective of what's happening in our wider industry. So we've obviously UK and Ireland, 
Um, so Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland members from, um, but also Belgium, the Netherlands, Malta. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud to welcome some Maltese members into the community as well. Um, and it, it's a brilliant combination of, again, giving you that bigger picture of what's happening in the economy, what's happening in the global economy, what trends we're seeing. Um, and yeah, it's it's a wonderful, um, great to have different cultural opinions. Yeah. And yeah. ideas. Yeah, absolutely. How many members are the worldwide now? Roughly? Oh, worldwide. Because when, um, when I was part of HDG, we had uh, a 250 limit. Yeah. And I remember speaking to Arlen Sorensen, who was the, you know, the foundation of HTG, the uh, innovator behind it. And uh, I said to Arlen, why is the 250 limit? And he was like, just an arbitrary number he picked out of the air, basically. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So I think that's changed since then, hasn't it? Yeah. As a community, we're at about, globally, almost be about 550 companies. Wow. Yeah. uh, Globally within the Evolve community. Yeah. So it's, um, and then that's not talking about our other groups, like our service leader groups or sales leader groups or anything, anything like that. So yeah, it's, it's big. It's Mm. big. And and again, you know, through our online tools, you have the ability to ask opinions, ask help from, you know, boots on the ground or opinions on services, on products or anything of that entire global audience. And, and you know, coming back to how Evolve members share with each other, you get everything. You know, you get, it's not a high level glossy opinion, you will get warts and all. Sure. Um, or if you do need that assistance to go and deliver a service to a client, you'll get somebody you know you can trust and that you know is going to come in and, and do the best for you. Yeah. I guess an obvious question here that people will be, uh, uh, maybe somebody will be interested in finding out more about the group. What does the commitment look like in terms of, you know, is there a financial commitment? There's obviously a time commitment. Do they need to be a ConnectWise MSP to be part of the groups? Tell us more about the... Uh, yeah, first up, here's a really good one. Um, but when ConnectWise acquired HTG back in 2018, um, the first thing that happened was the requirement to be a ConnectWise partner was dropped so in previously, in uh, before, there was a requirement to use ConnectWise PSA, ConnectWise Manage, um, in order to be a member of the groups. There is not, and, and we have members that are not. Um, I'm very proud to say, again, open ecosystem and about welcoming people into a community, not about it being uh, a you know, wall garden or a closed shop. Um, so no, there is not. Um, the biggest commitment that I can ever ask from people is their time. Um, none of us have enough of it. Um, that's not going to change. So that, that's the biggest commitment to being a member. Our meetings, our peer group meetings are two days. They are once a quarter um, and they are not optional. because Not because of me, but because of your group. <laughs> they yeah. will be they're the biggest police Again, of that one. commitment, accountability. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't come to an evolved meeting for you. You come for everyone else in the room. They're annoyed when you're not there because you're, you can't help them. Mm. And they, and they depend on your help and they value your help and opinion. So, yeah, that's, that's the biggest commitment. Um, we're a European programme, so we move around Europe. So our Q4 meetings in Copenhagen this year, we've been to London, Manchester, Dublin, and now Copenhagen. I like everyone to have an away match, as I, as I put it. <laughs> it's, um, uh, it's, it, gives every, it gives you a perspective. It's nice to get a different, you know, different city, a different viewpoint, different culture. Uh, really, really helps. Um, when we're in Dublin this year, of course, first time uh, you know offshore, quote unquote, um, since the dreaded lockdowns right. and things. And again, that you could just see in the community, you could see in everybody that um, everyone was full of energy because we were in a, a different culture when we were in the, on the magnificent island island. So it was it was great to be there. Um, yes, there is a financial um, impact too. There is a membership fee. Um, that membership fee exists so that I can go and and rent venues, um, and so our members can take part in that financial benchmarking. But the the biggest component by uh, country mile is is the time. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it's uh, that's the biggest thing that we ask for from people. And and usually, I don't need to talk about top line revenue numbers. There's no qualification um, to have to join the evolved community. 
I just look at, can you give up the time to come and join the group and go on the journey with them? And yeah. if you can, then we believe you're the right fit to join yeah. us. It's self-qualifying from exactly. that perspective. Isn't exactly. It? So, yeah. So if anybody wants to find out more about the Evolve group specifically, yes. are you the man to speak to? I am. Yes, indeed. So uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, of course, um, or my email address is dan.scott at connectwise.com, uh, S-C-O-T-T. Yeah, so please drop me a line. And I, before we go, I uh, can't let you go without talking about the other events that go in. So there's yeah. going to be people, I know, I've heard from people who have got real FOMO that I'm in uh, Orlando <laughs> this week that we're sharing on Twitter, on LinkedIn, all the fun activities, as well as catching up with just so many luminaries from the industry, so many great people. But you've got other events around the world, haven't you? You've got the security event, the European event. Tell us more about what the calendar looks like. Absolutely. So um, announced this week at IT Nation Connect in Orlando, we are bringing the world of the IT Nation back to EMEA. So we are bringing the, the circus. We are bringing all of the um, all of what you've been seeing on LinkedIn um, and Facebook coming out of this event. We are bringing over to EMEA on the week of the 20th of March in London at the Royal Lancaster Hotel on the top of Hyde Park. It's going to be brilliant. And again... It's been so long in the making because of the dreaded lockdowns and social restrictions and things. This has been, we've been trying to do this for a number of years now. So uh, for the first time since 2018, um, IT Nation is coming back to EMEA. So we're going to be in London this time around on the week of the 20th of March. Conference-wise, as IT Nation, we also, as you say, had our big security event that's going to be taking place in June. So IT Nation Secure, so again over in Orlando. Um, The only MSP-focused security conference there is on the calendar But again, it's not a focus on ConnectWise security. It's a focus on how we, as a technology service provider community, can grow our our cybersecurity practices, grow our operational maturity in cybersecurity. Let's face it, we are not IT companies anymore. We are not technology providers. We're cybersecurity. We're cybersecurity companies that also do technology. We protect the data of those we serve first and foremost, and we also enable Within our own software development practices, we have what's known as a shift left mentality. And what that means in plain English is that when you look at the linear path of developing a piece of software, with the left being the start line and then the right being the finish, shift left means the the, the conversation around security happens at the left-hand side. It happens at the start. It doesn't happen three quarters of the way through when you've defined the features and the functions and all that sort of thing. You think, oh, yeah, how how do we lock that down? You shift it left. And that's exactly what I would be encouraging everybody listening today to do. So IT Nation Secure, um, we're a really good EMEA partner contingent um, uh, this year. Uh, we always make sure we run international events and happy hours and get together so that international guests can meet one another. Um, as well, of course, as, as events where we can all get together with our with our North American audience too. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to that. So um, then, of course, moving moving on during the year, we'll have our user groups, so IT Nation Share running, um, our Evolve meetings, and then, of course, back in Orlando, Florida, Uh, at the end of next year for IT Nation Connect. Yeah, and I know many people listen to these podcasts. They're very evergreen. People might listen to them in a year, two years, five years in the future. All the things that Dan has talked about, some of the things might have changed, but much of the advice that you've heard, very evergreen. And so what I'd encourage you to do, if you're interested in any of the IT Nation events, anything that ConnectWise put together, have a look at the latest event listings and you will find uh, all manner of uh, wonderful things there to help you grow your IT business. I want to give you a thank you as well for inviting me along to uh, IT Nation here. I've had a, an absolute blast catching up with uh, all my old HTG friends and the uh, Connect community. Um, and I've seen you leading from the front as well. I saw you at the registration desk, uh, bringing people in. I've seen you uh, working with a client, uh, sorry, with uh, MSP uh, partners, helping them out and things. So thank you for all you do for the community. You are a shining star, my friend. Thank you for coming. We've been honored to have you here this week. It's absolutely great to see you. And, uh, yeah, I, I just want to help. 
you know, if I can help any, if anyone's listening to something and thinking I'd really value his opinion on something, just, just email me, contact me, LinkedIn me. I, I love helping. Yeah. And we'll include all of the details, everything uh, that Dan has mentioned today, all the events, all the resources, everything else, including these contact details in the show notes at www.tublog.co.uk. Dan, thanks for everything you do. Thanks for the time here. Should we turn the aircon back on? It's getting a little bit warm in this room. It's a bit warm, isn't it? We'll no, turn the aircon so off much. because it's too, it, it was, you know, too loud in the background, <laughs> but we are sweating here. So the sacrifices we make for you, dear listener. Absolutely. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Thank you man. very much for your time, Richard. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Hey folks, Richard here. Thanks for listening today. I know you've got a ton of options for who you listen to nowadays, so I really appreciate your support. Do you have any feedback on this episode? Ideas for future guests? Tweet me at Tublog using the hashtag TubTalk. I respond to every tweet and really appreciate your feedback. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.